Welcome to the Vitality Shift Podcast for Chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best-selling book, The Underdog Curse. Weekly, we will be interviewing amazing chiropractors from around the world, finding out how they made their vitality shift. If you're a chiropractor that either wants to just move your practice away from treating pain and conditions, or if you just want to stay inspired, this podcast is for you. For more information on past shows, please visit www.drdonmcdonald.com, and I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Vitality Shift podcast for chiropractors. This is Dr. Don McDonald, your host, and I'm heading uh, back to the United Kingdom, back to my homeland, and uh, and uh, this chiropractor, he's a, another young whippersnapper, so we, we kind of get some we get some older guys in, we get some younger guys in, and this is going to be a, a young whippersnapper who's been in our, our uh, the Vitality Shift program. Um, and I, my wife, I think, has met him before I actually got to meet him, but I got to meet him and his lovely wife, Giselle, in uh, Portugal this summer, and we got to hang out and have a good time. And it was quite funny because we were just talking on the pre-call that he said, you guys should come to London and go to Marlowe. And then it ended up with Donald Francis recommended that we do our, our Vitality Shift Unplugged in Marlowe. And so we're actually going to Marlowe in September of this year. So it gives me great pleasure to introduce my special guest, Dr. Dean Reeder. Welcome to the call. Thank you so much, Dr. Don. So lovely to be here. It's always been a, um, you know, I've always listened to so many of your podcasts. So thank you so much for having me. Yes. And I just, I love your accent because we'll talk about this a little bit later, but, um, and I won't, I won't, uh, re- reveal it right now cause it's a secret, but you, you'd done an interview with somebody who was a patient in your practice and, uh, you <laughs> said you're extremely uh, nervous, but the funny thing is you have such an awesome accent that even if you're nervous, you sound very sophisticated. So it's like, I love your accent. Well, thank you so much. I'm happy <laughs> that came out. Okay. <laughs> I always call my podcast, the podcast of accents because we go all over the world. I try to hit a different continent just about every single week. So, so it's pretty fun. So, Anyway, like you've only been here in, in, uh, in practice for three years and you went to school in South Africa. I, I did um, interview your brother and he's back on. So people who want to listen to uh, that, it's back at www.drdonmcdonald.com because that's where all the podcasts are hosts. But why don't we just find out a little bit about how did you get into chiropractic and was your brother involved in it at all? Yeah, it's actually um, a funny story. You know, a lot of guys have these amazing stories, but it was, I went back um you know, I was 19 years old, and as, as many speakers before on your podcast have said, like, they don't really know what, what to do. So I took a two-year gap year, and I came to London, and I, I worked the hardest job of my life. I was in the bed management. I was working, you know, 270 hours, 300 hours a month, just picking up heavy stuff, working around the clock. And, uh, you know, I, I just, like, had a, a real big wake-up call, and something said to me, like, what do you want to do, you know? Um, and, and, you know, there's nothing, I've got nothing against people that do that for the rest of their lives, but I was just like really, really hard. It was a, a big wake up call. So my brother was in fourth year or fifth year in, in his studies in Durban, and uh, I was either going to do psychology or um, actually when I, in, when I was in school, I was like, there's no chance I'm doing this chiropractic degree. Ryan was working, you know, many hours. He was studying for late at night. I was like, geez, that sounds really, really hard. And, um, Anyway, so over, you know, the two years, I got chatting to him and his wife, who was chiropractic. And, you know, I just kind of got the bug, and I loved what they were speaking to me about. And, uh, yeah, I just thought, let me apply. And fortunately, I got, I got the, you know, I got a spot, and, and yeah, the rest is history, really. So, yeah. So, so tell me a little bit. So did you, you grew up in South Africa then? Yes, correct. Yeah, and so what's it like? What was it like growing up in South Africa? 
Oh, South Africa is an amazing place, beautiful. We actually grew up in a little place called Port Elizabeth, so very small. It's actually called the Friendly City, but it's also known as the Windy City. Not many people stay too long. It, um, it's not, there's not much to write home about it, but uh, <laughs> I've loved it, and I loved my childhood there. Um, and, then, uh, and then went to Durban University, and, geez, you know, I really super, super, grateful you know it's by the coast beautiful weather all year round um, you know enjoyed surfing all that kind of stuff but the main thing is you know the, the degree was very intense and, and good um, I wouldn't say a vitalistic at all and you know I always look back at um, listening to your other part, podcasts and all these guys worrying about you know not going to laugh west or you know this or, or certain universities which were just amazing and we didn't have that and, you know I always find it funny like Every year that we're about to study, there's three to four weeks of strikes just before we start um, university, through our university. This last year, two people got shot. Two um, people got shot? You know, in terms of the university, not in terms of chiropractic, but in terms of the university itself. And, you know, there's many hijackings and stuff like that. So it's not a pretty university, um, but for what we got, we really got into um, chiropractic. And, you know, when we were there, we were like, let's, let's get going and it was fantastic that's cool and so is it, is it a four-year program so actually a, a six to seven year program yeah so uh yeah so it was uh five years um it was theory and then the fifth year we did half theory half practical um and then your sixth year and your seventh year would be masters so normally they say it's a six-year um, degree but not many people get asked in six a, a few very few small percentage i'll say so Six to seven years, and uh, yeah, you've got a great degree, great chiropractic degree, and um, you know, managed to pick up a wife on the way, which was awesome. And cool. uh, yeah, did you meet her at school? Did you meet her yes. at, at, at in Durban? Correct, and she is always the the ducks of the year, the cleverest girl, and well, the cleverest student in the whole class. And I would just hang on for dear life and, and kind of get through. So you just needed a study partner to help you through, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. So, so I just curious, just because I'm not, I'm not familiar with Durban too much. Is Durban, is Durban basically it's accredited uh, chiropractic college, right? Correct. Yeah. So yeah. Accredited chiropractic college. Um, there's two in South Africa. So there's one in Joburg and then one in Durban. And um, yeah, so, you know, that's the thing. It's, there's only those two, but they are really, really intense and really good. And um, I've got another family member that studied in Johannesburg and yeah, she loved it. So it seems to be, you know, the a lot of chiropractors come to England from South Africa. Yeah. And uh, they seem to do fantastically well. And uh, they've got a good work ethic. So it is great. That's great. Now, so when you uh, graduated, then do you have to take then board exams in England? Is that, is that how it works? Do you guys have board exams? Yes. Is that how it works? Correct. So we've got something called the GCC board exam. And yep. uh, so it is a very intense... Um, interview where you would go and um, have an interview in front of three people. You'd have to do a whole lot of um, theory before that, fill out forms, which take over a long time, a lot of finances to get into the UK as well. Um, but yeah, once you're in there, you know, there's actually, it's just making sure that you can pass that exam and then get into uh, England and, and really get through. I, you know, the one thing is going back into Durban, I, I really, really am appreciative of, you know, it wasn't the most amazing, massive amount of, of school fees so you know you do get out compared to a lot of um, England and American colleges uh, you hear about these these new grads coming out with massive debts and we are very very grateful for that yeah so that's that's helpful hey when you get started 
Yeah. So, so when you uh, decided, okay, so you decided to go to England, what did you start? Did you start off in Marlow? Like how, how did you find where you wanted to practice? Yeah, it's so funny. You know, obviously Ryan um, is you know, one of the directors at Halsa. So, you know, I think I was so grateful for that because so many um, new guys don't really know where to go, what, you know, what vitalistic chiropractic is all about. And we kind of had this lovely doorway into, uh, into Halsa. It was a, it took a few years just to get my, my wife to understand that we are going to England because I never want to just say we are. But um, once, we, once I kind of convinced her, we were into, uh, you know, into England. And there are eight clinics within Halsa. So I just said, guys, wherever you want to put me, I'll go. And um, you know, in the beginning, Ryan said, well, there's two vacancies open. You're going to go to Windsor and you're going to go to Marlow and you're going to work four shifts at each. And uh, uh, I said, Cool, let's go. And um, you know, it was long hours. It was uh, you know for ten to to twelve months. So I was just like this work thing. And I, what I realized was the chiropractic part was the easy bit. It was the marketing on top of it, right? It was yes. you know going to screenings and doing the talks and you know you know just staying in the heat. And then on your off time, you you still got to learn so much about this new thing called you know vitalistic chiropractic and you know and <laughs> Then I'm literally, I'm like, okay, I've got to go to seminars every every week. We were up to Scotland. We were coming through. We were spending every cent of our, you know, of our, of our income going to different places just to learn. And we we did a brandy course. You know, brandy came and visited us in, in in London. And so yeah, we you know we're very, very grateful. But we just went all in and um, and haven't looked back since. That's interesting. Now. <clears throat> when you when you came out, probably because your brother though, you kind of you understood that you kind of had more of a MSK background, right? Musculoskeletal of, of chiropractic. What were some of your beginning uh, teachings of, of, of vitalistic chiropractic and kind of like, how did you kind of discover it? And, and, and was it weird to you? Was it like weird to Giselle? Giselle? Did you guys both catch on to it pretty quick? Did one catch on it quicker than the other? Like, how did that go? Yeah, I think it's just what you, you surround yourself with. You know, I think we always knew that there's something beautiful about chiropractic and, you know, all we, you know, in South Africa, people would say, what's the difference between a chiropractor and a physio? And you'd be like, well, we call doctors and they're not. You know, we didn't really know what to, to say, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, uh, and then you come into this and, uh, you know, we're just so grateful that we have, um, you know, family members that live the vitalistic lifestyle, the chiropractic message. And we kind of just got engulfed in that. And we said, Geez, you know, this really sits well with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, lots to learn. Jeez, I still feel like I am such a baby, and um, you know, in the long long haul. But you know, my biggest thing is making sure that, like, I just there was a time when we when we went to I think our first guy we ever watched was um, was Fred Schofield. Oh know? yeah. And um, and he came in and he just was you know how Fred can be just all in like a rhino. And uh, and I was just like, wow, this guy's pretty cool, you know. And then he started telling us things that we wouldn't even think about, you know, the vagus nerve and everything like that. And we kind of just got into it, and we were like, wow, this is there's so much more than just to, you know, to just adjusting. And and uh, we really learned a lot, and we kind of just have just been trying to stay in that in that same kind of heat with all the the great chiropractors around us. Mm, that's cool. So, um, and this is great too, because we get a lot of students, um, that are listening to the program as well. And, and I like how you said it wasn't just the chiropractic at first, it was the marketing because that that's a big thing. Cause a lot of times chiropractors, again, especially uh, from the United States, they come up with massive debts. Um, and they, and they do start from zero. And, and yeah. so I was wondering if you could just share with the listeners, some of the things you did 
to, to get going and, and to get more people in your door. Because again, we all know, well, I, I did this, unfortunately, when I opened too, I thought I just opened up and people would come to me and then that obviously didn't work very good at the beginning. So you have to realize you have to get out of your office. So what kind of things did you do to get people like to get your name out there? Yeah, as you said, there's no, there's no one more confident than a, a person than a new grad. You know, I remember saying to, to my wife, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to be doing 300 within you know six months," and you just have no idea. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. So uh, <laughs> I literally, I just got out, and um, you know, you know, the biggest thing is what we always say is like, to him as much as given, much is required. So we've got these, my brother who's now the director. So we're like, geez, we've got to make this happen, right? And. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so we just went to every screening, you know, there are screenings that are put up for us at Hossa. We did as many talks as we could do. We did corporate health events. Um, you know, we'd stand in the middle of freezing days where no one else wants to do it. And we're just like, let's do it, you know, let's keep on going. And, um, and not, you know, those first 10 months were, you know, I was as skinny as anything. I'd, uh, you know, I was, but I just thought, let me just stick in the system and really push myself. And, you know, I'm so grateful for that because, you know, it's like, where can you fast track something so quickly with regards to screenings and talks? And, and it's not easy, but you just got to show up. And uh, um, that's really what we did do in our first year. We didn't take a holiday. Um, and we just, you know, and I know that, that that's okay for us. Not everyone has to do it, but we understand that, like, with success to come, it's, you know, if I had to say to any other new grad, like just put your head down and work, and it'll all come. Yeah. Well, and I think too, they, you hear all that that analogy where like the, an airplane uses like a huge amount of its fuel just to get off the ground, and 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 that's true. Like if if you if you do because sometimes if you feel like a little entitled or something, and you want to take a lot of holidays, it's going to take you way longer to get to that point, right? And so if you just kind of buckled it down for the first couple of years yeah. and just give her. I think that's the best thing, hey? 100%. Jeez. I mean, such a great analogy that just in the beginning, it doesn't make sense and you don't know why you're doing it. Um, and then you look back, you know, and I'm, I mean, in my short career in three years, I go like, geez, if I didn't set that platform, like, where would I be now? You know, like, and I'm not trying to say that I've made it. So I've still got a long way to go, but I just feel like, um, you know, I'm so grateful for those opportunities. Well, and now let's talk about the other aspect of it too, because in one aspect, when you start practice, you have to work your butt off. But yep. but then on the other end of it, we still need to kind of somewhat take self-care into account. And so like, have you, have you been pretty good at keeping your self-care? Have you ever, have you put, oh, you said you're a little skinny. Maybe you weren't eating very much because you can yeah. buy food <laughs> uh, at the beginning. But like, is there a time where you got your self-care off track? And, and what did you do to get it back on track? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm big into like triathlons and marathons and everything like that. So after that first year, I just very, very much just got back into things I love. And, uh, you know, running is a very much a, a happy place for me where I kind of clear my head and, and you know, do it just really like before practice or anything like that really puts me in a good place. So um, once we did that, we had a, we, we, we you know, we started a little spot in Marlow. Uh, we were very, very happy for three years and we had beautiful countryside. So, you know, just really got back to the basics and then started building on, you know, never like, kept, you know, kept our foot on the pedal with regards to chiropractic, but then also just started to enjoy the balance of, of a good life, you know. And, um, um, yeah, so I'll just say in terms of that, like, it was just very much about just enjoying running, getting back into an activity, and then you know, just keeping the foot on chiropractic. Um, so, so like during that transition, cause you said like the first year was mostly just work and, and then yeah. you transitioned into the hobbies. Like, 
did you just do that spontaneously or was there a point where you're like, like, I, I kind of remember when I got through school and, and, and you do your board exams, you do all this other stuff. And then you're like, what do I even like to do for hobbies? Cause you kind of almost forget what it is, yeah. but, but was there, a, was it a quick transition or did you like reflect on it or how did you, how did you kind of get back on track to your self-care? Cause some people can leave it for years. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's for me, it's, it's just, fortunately when I was doing my masters, I ended up doing a, a, an Ironman in South Africa and I just realized, you know, I am at my best when I am active and when I am healthy. Um, yeah. And, you know, it was spiritually just really, really in a good place. So those are my three places, you know, in terms of where I feel best, where I can serve best. And, uh, you know, as long as I am happy within myself, then I can kind of help others. And I feel when I lose uh, that, that balance, if you want to call it that, like I, um, I, you know, I just lose track a little bit. So whenever, you know, I'll, I'll go a little bit, you know, it's really, really busy in practice or I start, you know, losing my feet a bit, I always come back to those those three things and kind of uh, just puts me back on track. Cool. So so what are the three things? So you got exercise. What, what were the other three things? Exercise. Or, um, yeah, exercise, staying in the heat with chiropractic. So like doing podcasts, listening to your yeah. podcast, going to um, seminars, going to adjusting courses. Um, and then the last was health seminars. And then, yeah, just like from a spiritual aspect, just religion, you know, very, very important. Yeah. And do you do any meditation or anything like that? Have you done anything with mindset? I have, work? you know, we do, we're very fortunate. We've got a lovely yoga studio very close by. So that's kind of like our happy in terms of we go to yoga at least once a week. And um, it's just, you know, so great from a breathing and a spiritual perspective really gets us into a, a good place. Um, mm-hmm. And when I miss it due to talks or corporates or, um, you know, you really feel it. And, you know, it's so funny, as you say, some people lose it. Once you go, you miss one, you miss two, then you miss three, and then you're like, wow, I need to get back on it. So uh, I do, yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, just, and this is curious too, because I, I'm not a runner. So I've never been a runner because I play basketball. So I'm, I'm more like an interval guy, and I'm not a, like yeah. a long distance guy. So um, in your training routine, when you're training for an Ironman, um, are you solely running, or are you running and doing weights, or like do you do some cross training, or how do, how do you train for that? Yeah, well, like you do a lot of uh, cardio, try to get that. I would, the next one I do, I'd rather do a lot more gym work and get stronger. I'd say, um, but when the first one came, uh, I was a, a student, so I just didn't have much uh, much money to go to gyms and stuff. So, and the the weather in, in Durban, South Africa, is just beautiful all year round. So I thought, you know, let's use these legs, let's borrow a bike from a friend. And uh, I'll never forget the one guy when I was on the bike. Uh, he came racing past me. He said, oh, I see you've got one of those collector's bikes, you know. And I was like, you asshole. I was like, <laughs> I borrowed a bike from a friend because I couldn't afford one, you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so if I had to go. Again, I'd probably do a lot more like uh, high intensity, you get strong, but um, at that stage and, and now just really going through the motions and just doing a lot of cardio. Yeah, to get like old school where you have an old bike and then you drag rocks behind you or something. Exactly, like Rocky. I'll just carry on like that. Too yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, and so I just want to talk a little bit about, because you, you got into the shift. Um, yeah. The vitality shift. And I was just wondering if you just tell about a little bit about your experience about in the vitality shift and some of the some of the things that you kind of picked up from that program. Yeah, I think it's just you know a beautiful community. You know, we are so so blessed in terms of that Facebook group where we always you know um, pick up things and, and always like watch what people have to say and where to help them. And I think the biggest thing for us is like just those tests 
on day one, you know, we use a few and they're just so, you know, some of those tests you'll just use, they'll just, people will just be like, well, how did that happen? Or, you know, or, or, or just to give them some reflection of that, you know, that communication from the brain to the body and uh, really allows us to go into what we do as chiropractors and uh, just super grateful that um, we had that from such an uh, early start in our career. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we we just kind of gone with it and we stayed in the tribe and you know we try we're still trying to learn so much more but at that stage it was just such a great um, learning block and just understanding what you know the adjusting does you know just in terms of that you know like that chest expansion you just often adjustment what it can do and you're like wow that's amazing that makes you breathe more it gives more blood supply more oxygen and yeah, you know, I can go into all of them, but I mean, just that's an example, and I think that was just such a, a, a massive learning point for us to go, wow, this is way more than just uh, adjusting a joint and getting a person out of pain. Yeah, no, no doubt. And so, how has your evolution of um, maybe your understanding or explaining chiropractic over, say, say since you graduated till now, kind of like if if you were to describe, like, if you were yourself when you first graduated and now, what was the difference between how you actually explain chiropractic? Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, you just, you know, you talk about a person who's got lower back pain, um, and you, what you do is you would, uh, you would manipulate the area, <laughs> and then you would get some needles, and then you would uh, try to get the person out of pain and, and hope, you know. But our biggest thing is like, you know, we were the same, you know, and believe the master is a great thing. We get the train back on the train track. Yeah. And once the train's back on the train track, the body can heal itself. And, uh, I think that's a fantastic analogy. You talk about the spine being out of line and you know, we want to adjust the body to, so that the body's in this optimal alignment so that the body can heal itself. And uh, we want to affect the, the brain, you know, and we talk about the, the, the speed of the adjustment, which affects the brain. And um, so I think you know, like I've learned a lot more in terms of just my communication, which is massive. Mm-hmm. Now, I always ask because, again, we're like in Canada, we've kind of gone through this big thing between the MSKs and the vitalistics or the MSK and the NMSK. Um, like for someone, for example, who's out there and, and is, is, is becoming more vitalistic or, or moving towards that neuromusculoskeletal form of chiropractic and, and they're, they're getting some heat from the MSK guys, what, what would you give advice for people who um, maybe from the critics or the skeptics uh, that think it's kind of all hocus pocus? Have you had any experience with that? And, and what kind of advice would you have to share in that regard? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think my biggest thing is you just don't give energy to it. Don't give energy to people that are, are going to bring you down. You know, as I say, stay in a circle where people, and yes, everyone's got their opinion and that's absolutely fine, but it shouldn't affect you as a person. I think the biggest thing for me is, you know, stay in a, a strong, strong group. Yes, your friends may ask you questions if they don't, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's really just don't give energy to it. I mean, there was a, you know, as you said, in terms of chiropractic in Canada, there was also a, a certain incident that happened in England recently. And, you know, you know, yes, some of my clients come in and they walk in with this newspaper. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry it happened, but, you know, I still think a chiropractic is the, you know, the safest modality in, you know, in healthcare. And so, yeah. um, I, you know, I've said that too many times. And it's just not it's just going, thank you, I acknowledge you, but yeah. let's move on. And um, I think that's so, so important. Like at the end of the day, whenever, um, you know, if a, if a medical doctor or anyone says like, don't go to the chiropractor, he doesn't go, go, don't go to the vitalistic chiropractor or don't go to the MSK doctor. He goes, right. don't go to the chiropractor. So let's just get on the one 
one roof and uh, let's just get together and, and carry on. That's all that counts. Right. Because we're in reality, like even in medicine or dentistry, they have a full spectrum inside of those as well, right? So I know even in, in dentistry here, they have the full-on kind of regular dentist and then you have all the way to the natural dentists that don't use like yeah. mercury amalgams and, and they all like try to you know, keep everything like environmental and very natural and stuff. So, yeah, so I don't see why that can't be um, the same in chiropractic, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just don't give energy to it. That's my biggest thing. <laughs> cool. Now, I wanted to... Um, to talk about uh, with your, your fun little video, I, I wonder if you could just maybe explain um, who might have came into your office and like kind of how that started and, and just maybe tell uh, the listeners the story. Yeah, super fun. So, uh, you know, the 2080 rule, Don, you know, like 20% of your clientele will, will, you know, give you 80% of your growth, learning, yep. everything like that. And I, you know, just had one guy, he's just, you know, he stuck to my, my care, he loves what I do, and, you know, um, you know, sticks in once a week, etc. Um, and then he started referring a, another client and another client, and they stick on um, the same clients, refer the same clients, right? It's amazing. Right. And uh, so the next person comes in, and he's uh, the head of a, a mixed martial arts uh, studio. And um, so we all know, you know, in terms of Russell Brand, he is uh, very big into mixed martial arts. So, yep. Um, start to adjust him and he's like, I know someone who's got to come see you, he's got to come see you. And uh, so this was about six months before, but you know, just like, you know, the body healing takes time. Same with some people that just want to take time before they get it. And um, yeah. there was another and lovely chiropractor by the name of Kelly McLaughlin and she um, was seeing Russell Brand's wife uh, about 30 minutes away. And Russell lives closer to me. So she phoned me and said, listen, um, you know, Russell Brand's wife would like to, you know, come and see you. It's a little closer. I said, great. Um, and we started to see her. And then, you know, Russell started to come through. And, um, yeah, it was, you know, it was such a, such a crazy, crazy moment. You know, he walked in and I, hi, Russell, how's it going? And, you know, he, <laughs> you know. Um, Did you call him like, hey, Russ? Hey, Russ. Hey, hey Russ, what's up? <laughs> yeah, but he's a, he's a super cool guy. And anyway, so we started you know, started chatting and, um, you know, I just, uh, as you said, like, um, you know, what, what is chiropractic and how I explained it to him and he just looked at me and he said, so you mean that like probably 99% are, are living with subluxation? So I was like, man, this guy's clever, right? Yeah, and, talk, yeah. Uh, I mean, not many people get it that quickly and um, said, yeah, absolutely. And um, so I just started adjusting him and you know, telling him about chiropractic and what we do and, and just really just, you know, just let him know about the story and and started asking asking more questions and then yeah it just came down to the video yeah and uh, I was uh, you know you quite you, you know this it's quite a big thing to ask this, ask a guy to of, of that stature to do a video and he said to me um, and I just thought I, I was just chatting I remember chatting to my wife and I chatted and I said like I, I really love to get a video and chatting to Ryan and, you know, and I just thought, geez, let me just do this. So I yeah. sent him a text because he actually phoned me first time. Like, imagine looking at your phone. It says maybe Russell. And you're like, oh, hello. And he's like, hello, mate. You know, he's like, <laughs> accent. And you're like, okay. Um, <laughs> and so anyway, so I sent him a text. Would love you to do it. Um, a video with me. But, you know, please don't feel like you need to. Um, and I don't hear from him for about four days. And, I'm and like, you're like, oh, oh, I pissed him off. <laughs> whatever I've done. Yeah, totally. <laughs> whatever I've done. 
And um, so he walks in to get his adjustment and he just starts chatting and he's like, I'm like, he's like, listen, mate, I heard about your, like, I got your, he's like, are we going to do it now? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, no, we're going to do it now. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Right? <laughs> so um, I always find it so funny because, you know, he gets out his, his phone and, and you can see he knows what he's doing and I'm standing there next to him and, um, you know, he goes, you know, I'm staying with Dean and, and he's a chiropractor. And then he goes, what do you do? And I'm sitting there going, I just start mumbling. Oh, what, uh, what do you know? <laughs> and I was completely a deer stuck in his life. So, you know, just like, yeah. oh, you know, and, and um, just, you know, the content he put out there, which was amazing. And, you know, it just was kind of, what I communicated to him came through in the video and I was so grateful for that because I, you know, I didn't have too much to say. I mean, even to this day, you won't believe it. I haven't watched the full video. It's so oh, funny. Why, oh, why not? You just say, you just kind of feel nervous about it. You know, I just can't watch myself there. I mean, there will be a time when I do, but I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. And I mean, you know, the thing about at least like 230,000 views so far and you wow. Know, so funny you've just asked about that current like what do I, I say about a subluxation and i was like i was like i couldn't say anything and there's a time when but but at the end of the day i was just getting out that and i'm just so grateful for it well and if you just think about it, that's a great lesson for people though right because yeah. like if you were to do it like again if you were to do it again you would probably do it better yeah. Right. But if you didn't do it the first time, you'd be delaying that first time that was not as ideal. And and no matter what, even, and I always, I always, I always tease people that we work with all the time when they're talking about doing like health talks or something or speaking in public and they're super scared of it. And I'm like, well, my first uh, health talk, Brandy was in my health talk and I was yeah. dating, I was dating her at the time. And, <laughs> and, and I like had an out of body experience where I like drifted outside my body and I was sweating so much that I thought that if, if I didn't wipe the, 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 like the drips off my nose and my ears, nobody would notice that I was sweating that bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, exactly. But, if you, but if you don't get the first one done, like it's like hurry up and get that horrible one out of the way and then it gets, and then it gets better. But like even this, like, it's not, it, like I said, just with your accent, you, you, you know, if, you, if you looked at it real close, you might have seen that you're nervous, but at first you didn't really notice that you're not nervous. Yeah. But, but just to think of doing that, getting outside your comfort zone. And I bet you any money, there's going to be people who've watched that, who decide to go to a chiropractor who would have never done it before if you wouldn't have done that. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny. You know, we've got a, I've got another chiropractor in London and, and he's got many clients who will come in and be like, I want to see Russell Brand's chiropractor. And he's like, well, he actually, he's an hour away, but you can come see me. And he's like, they're like, okay, I'll see you. And we're like, we always laugh about it because it's, uh, it's, you know, so I'm so, so grateful that um, it can help, you know, the chiropractic community and, and get everyone going. And you talk about, you know, talks like my wife, she can read something and do a talk and you, you'd swear, you know, she's amazing. It, that stuff comes hard to me. Yeah. Um, and I really have to do many hours of prep and getting it going, but um, just got to do it really. But isn't that, isn't that the truth though? Cause that, that's about just self mastery, just like understanding, like some people like, like Brandy, for example, she's the same, like, the first time I saw her go, I think she was just emceeing a Christmas party at the, at the work that she had when I was first dating her and she yeah. went on stage and started speaking. I'm like, who the hell is that? Like <laughs> that was crazy. Cause some people just have that natural talent, but 
even if we don't have that natural talent, it doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. We just, like you said, we just need to prepare more for it. Right. And and everyone, everyone's different. So, and we can't compare ourselves to others or else we all feel bad about ourselves and then we don't do anything. Yeah, absolutely. And we, at the end of the day, we like the 1% that still just does it, you know, (laughs) which is crazy because I mean, if I look at other people, it's just so much more, you know, talented and I'm like, you will kill it, but they just get up in their own head and you're like, just do it, man. It's so good. (laughs) 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 that's funny okay i like to ask my uh, terminator question and it is always challenging for the young guys because you're not that old so it's not hard to go back that far (laughs) but if you're to go back and again you can pick a time you're in high school you can fly back in time and give yourself some like fatherly advice uh kind of when would that be in your in your life and what kind of advice would you give yourself it's a good question i would say um in uni i would say be more involved I would say, you know, my biggest thing is we, you know, I was never involved enough with regards to chiropractic. I didn't, you know, I didn't get involved in enough charities. I didn't do enough um, growth um, that I should have. You know, I think the biggest thing is just get involved in any shape, way, or form because at the end of the day, you're going to learn. And um, I would say, yeah, I would say that. And, and really, if you are a chiropractor and you're, or you're a new grad, I would say, really start listening to, you know, your podcast or any other chiropractic podcast from an early onset so that you really know what what you're going into. Because I think a lot of people, they leave university and they don't really know what's going on. And, you know, many, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate we've got a few chiropractors that are coming to, to England now and, you know, they're kind of looking at me as a, as a young mentor and, you know, they they ask me questions. I'm like, you've got to listen to your podcast. You've got to, you know, go to every seminar and you've got to stay in the heat because um, I didn't do that in uni and you come out and you, I had drive, I always had drive, but I didn't have um, complete knowing of, you know, what world I was going into. And I think that would really, would be really important. And, and it was that, are you kind of more of like an analytical personality? Are you, are you kind of more quiet? No, uh, I would say I'm just no, definitely not analytical. I don't, I don't like. You can ask me. I just. It's your lab. Your lab then. Yeah, I'm a lab. I'm definitely yep. a lab. Um, yep. But like, just like, if if someone says get involved, I'll be like, okay, let's do it. There's no, I don't have, to, I don't think about it. I'm like, let's get involved. Let's do it. Um, and like, it's so funny that I say that because I am that person. But then I didn't get involved. You know. Um, so I definitely would say um, just getting more involved in uni and, and going on these amazing university, um, you know, where they've got, I think it's the WCCA or something like that, where they go along around the world and meet all the chiropractic university and they start to learn more. And if you think about the amazing pool of people you'll know and you might even get a job somewhere around the world, which is so fantastic about chiropractic. We always count our blessings and we say, like, it's so amazing that we can do something where we can do it around the world. And it's, um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, what I, you know, I think, I think, yeah, that would, that would be it. Um, and it's so funny because no one gave you, no one told you to when you're in school, right? That's yeah. why you didn't do it. So, so maybe you should just tell all the students listening to do it right now. Just do it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so all the students get, get involved right now. <laughs> yeah. So in, um, oh, I wanted to talk one more thing too, because it's quite funny. Uh, we are doing our Shift Unplugged in the UK on the first weekend of September, and it's in Marlowe. And, and I was wondering if you could just describe what Marlowe, because you, you, I've never been there, and you just, you just described it because you live there. Uh, tell me what, what some people can expect to come to that event. 
Yeah, Milo is a beautiful little oasis where um, you know just just stunning really. There's a you know we always say we stayed there for three years and it was the happiest times. We um, beautiful countryside next to the Thames River where you run around. Uh, you know, in terms of the beautiful walks, um, there's an amazing high street. There's an incredible um, restaurants there. There's a guy by the name of Tom Carriage who owns three restaurants. There. He's got one two-star, one one Michelin star. If that's if that's your thing. But there's also amazing other restaurants where um, you know they've really got a bit, a bit of everything. So I think you guys have chosen amazingly in terms of Milo. It's about 25 minutes from Heathrow. Yeah. So that's nice and close, which is great, and it's a lot better than the you know uh, any place around Heathrow. So <laughs> I, I we absolutely love Marlow. Um, there's also a beautiful bridge, which uh, there's two in the world. Then All Budapest. Right. So um, yeah, I'm, uh, I couldn't I couldn't say if you want to go and do something in the UK in terms of like a proper like English beautiful village, like Marlow is great. That's amazing. Yeah. And so anybody who's interested, that's at trueconceptseminars.com and that's coming that first weekend in September. So in final closing, I always like to give my, uh, my guests the floor uh, to spread their last words of parting wisdom. Um, we got people from all over the world and some might be struggling. Some are just looking for some inspiration. What kind of parting words of inspiration would you like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, I think my biggest thing would be to just do it. Just get involved. You know, if you've got a, um, a celebrity chiropractor or you've got someone of importance in your practice, just ask them for a, a video. You know, what's the worst they can say? They can say no, you know. Um, I would say get involved in uh, as many talks, get involved in as many um, screenings as you can, and then just go to as many seminars um, that you can do. And uh, just don't give energy to bad stuff. Like, stay away from it. It's not going to help you. And, uh, like, if if... Um, you know, we all go through the highs and lows of chiropractic and like, I don't think anyone is exempt from that. Um, and I think it's just really about being consistent with what you do. And, you know, if you, if you do a screening once a month or a talk once a month, just give yourself like goals. Like, um, my biggest thing is we love dream boards. We put dream boards up and, uh, you know, nine times out of 10, they come out every time spot on. And, um, Put out goals, put out dream boards, put out, you know, systems and, and just, you know, not every month we don't want to go and do talks, but we, we've got to talk there because it's there, go do it. And nine times ten, you feel better once you've done the talk because you are helping people, you are, people don't know about what you do and they're just so grateful for what you do. That's amazing. That's great. I think, I think those dream boards are cool too, because um, I know uh, well, at the beginning, it's not so bad because a lot of times chiropractors at the beginning of their career do like setting goals, but I do find sometimes you get the chiropractors been in practice for eight, 10, 15, they stop losing. They, they kind of, they kind of hit their bases and they stop dreaming. And I think yeah. and when you stop dreaming, you kind of just go and all your goals are like pre-calculated. Like you're like, I'll have this goal. And I know that if I do this, I can do it. But, but it's kind of fun to do those stretch goals that, that wow. where you kind of, they kind of blow your mind afterwards. Right. And so I think that's good to, to have those cool dreams. I couldn't agree anymore. I mean, geez, I mean, the re this recently we just bought a house and, you know, we said we wanted to move into our first house on the 1st of November, 2019. And we ended up at like, it was, a, we ended up moving where the, the previous buyers to sit in the previous seller such as, listen, uh, you have to wait, but we can only put you in on the 1st of November. We're like, no way. Like, 
Can you believe it? Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. crazy. Well, there you go. Yeah. There. So that's some evidence that it works. So you guys out there, get some dream boards going on and get some dreams up there. So, <laughs> so, th so thanks so much, um, Dean. I really appreciate you taking the time out uh, um, to, to share your message and your story with uh, the listeners. Thank you so much, Don. It's been amazing chatting and it's such a privilege to be on this. I didn't ever think I'd be on it. So uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for what you and Randy do. We really appreciate it. That's awesome. No, I, I really appreciate you too. And it was like, you guys are a blast to hang out with. So hopefully, and we get to hang out again pretty soon, right? Thank you so much, John. Appreciate your time. So everybody out there, um, I hope you enjoyed the show. There's lots of cool stuff in there. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we're, uh, as long as Nike doesn't yell at us for stealing their just do it, I think that's our, uh, our, our whole okay. slogan for this, for this uh, podcast. Just do it. And until next time, keep shifting. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you've received value from this episode, please share this with a fellow chiropractor and take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about our programs and events, please visit www.thevitalityshift.com or connect with me on Facebook. I would love to hear from you. So until next time, Dr. Don out. <laughs>